We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 163. This is actually our last episode before we take a little break for the month of July to focus on the Olympic Games, so I hope you enjoy it. Our guest today is absolutely incredible. She is fulfilling her late mom's dream and publishing the book about her mental health journey. So our guest mom suffered from sexual abuse and recorded her experience as she finally decided to get help. And a big part of her journey was the healing power of animal-assisted therapy with horses. This mother-daughter relationship definitely bonded through horses. And today, our guest utilizes horses in her own therapy practice. She is a licensed professional counselor, certified sex offender treatment provider, and is trained in acceptance and commitment therapy, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, and animal-assisted therapy. She truly believes in the healing power of horses, not only through her practice, but what she saw through her mom's life and her healing. So when her mom passed away with an unfinished book manuscript, it was our guest's mission to fulfill her mother's dream and get this book out to the world. And it is now available. This new book, Recollections, A Journey in Courage and Abuse, is available today. Thanks to our lovely guest. So let's hear from her. Please welcome our guest today, Courtney Baber. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Of course. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. I would love to hear about how you first, you know, found your way with horses and and got into the horse world. Well, so I, (laughs) I guess I was kind of, I don't know, born into horses is kind of how I look at it. So my, my mother, my parents had horses or my mother had horses and we had a Shetland pony when I was, was Technically, it was my brother's Shetland pony, and but he really didn't like to ride, didn't like horses. And so he's older than me. And then my middle sister wasn't particularly interested in horses either. So anyway, my we had a shack or shed in the backyard and at the house. And when I was at some age able to crawl or... I don't know how old I was, but yeah, anyway, my yeah. <laughs> mom put me down and let me wander, crawl around. And so she, I, she put me down and the story goes that I would go out in the yard and crawl down to the, to the barn or the shed, whatever it was. And I would get in there with the pony and I would sit and hold onto her halter and just look at her. And my mother then couldn't find me. And so eventually she would find me and she said she would reach in and get me out. And the pony of course was, you know, typical Shetland pony. So she didn't move. So, and I would scream and kick and, you know, had just, um, was not happy. Full meltdown. And, you know, and she said at one point I would, I bit her and she would put me down (laughs) And I would like run back to the barn or crawl, whatever. But she said, as soon as she put me down, I would go back to the barn. And it has, so I don't know what age that is, but you know, that is where I 
that's where I've always wanted to be is in the barn. I've always, that's my, that's where I am. The, that's where I'm most comfortable. That's where mm-hmm. I'm to this day. Unfortunately, you know, sitting in the barn, listening to your horses or being, doesn't always pay the bills, but I, True. you know, <laughs> so, but that's how I got to, and I'm grateful to my parents for giving me that opportunity, even at mm-hmm. that young age to be able to be with horses and, you know, start out that age. Definitely. Was wonderful. I don't remember that, but that's the family story. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. That is a good one. Um, As you were growing up, what did your life look like with horses? I, so that same Shetland pony became mine. And so I took her on picnics. We moved to a different house and I would take her on picnics with me and I would ride her to the neighbor's house. We grew up in a, I grew up in a very rural area of Virginia. And so I would pack peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I would split them with her, um, go down the road, actually not, well, I would go down the road to the neighbor's house, but I would also just go out to the far corner of the neighbor uh, to the yard and sit down and have picnic lunches. And so I'd make me a sandwich and make her a sandwich. And we, I would go to, we would go to horse shows and I would <laughs> would do back then horse shows had all different varieties of classes so there was driving there was western there was hunters there was you know everything in one horse show in one day and for the locals local shows and we would you know I grew up trying to trying to do all of or, or any any class that I could. She was not exactly a cooperative pr- participant, but she was she was fun. Then mm-hmm. we did pony club. Um, I did pony club and did horse showing, and you know, just we had my grandparent, my grandmother had a farm, a cattle farm, large cattle farm, and so we would take all the the horses and chase cows and and did, you know, so the horses had a role of being not only my best friend, but also just versatile, I guess, you know, it was very, I just learned that they could do, they would make me feel invincible, I guess, almost. And Mm -hmm. they were awesome, you know, just a happy place for me. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me a little bit what you do today for your career. So I, um, now I am a a therapist. I am a licensed professional counselor um, in Virginia and I do, I am in private practice and I also do, I do animal assisted therapy as well as other types of, of therapy, you know, more traditional talk therapy. But I got into equine assisted therapy and animal assisted therapy as a result of my two passions when I actually, I, growing up with horses, I realized that I loved horses more than anything. My parents were also adamant about that I would go, that I would get an education. And so I 
wanted to show or ride and they were said you have to get an education so i always wanted to find a way because i firmly believed that horses there had to be a way to mix to combine mental health which was my only my other option growing up with horses there just had to be so and so my mother died in 2009 and i finally found after i finally found egala which was the equine assisted learning and growth growth and learning association yeah um in 2009 and i found that and i was like that's the greatest thing i've ever seen that there's really is a way to combine that and i became started working towards certification and learning how to do that and i started really pursuing how to do that and learning how that what i what i knew as a kid and as a just innate i don't know inherently being around horses my whole life that horses that they had to and i know i'm not saying this very well you're good but they provide being around them being able to just sit with them sometimes and be be with them and be quiet Mm -hmm. you get something back that you need and i think when you're around them like when you have horses and you you are when you're around them every day you kind of take that for granted and you recognize that sort of innately like you like when you don't get to go to the barn for three or four days you're like oh my god i just gotta go to the barn i just you know and you don't have to ride, but you just know, like, I just need to go to the barn. But when you're, when you've never been around a horse and you're the first time you get to do that, there's something really kind of magical almost that happens. Definitely. And to be able to help people see that is really something. Talk to me a little bit about your experience with working with your mom who had passed away and having her unfinished book and then, and that whole process and what horses meant to her and how that's kind of shaped how you view horses and how you now work with them as part of your job in helping others. Yeah. So yeah, my mom and I were were very close. We, she had had horses when she was growing up, and she rode. And she had written she wrote a book about her childhood trauma and about her. She had a lot of depression and a lot of you know a lot of problems and the horses gave her 
that a safe place growing up. They gave her a place that she could escape and they gave her a sense of strength and a, and a way to, to manage her chaotic childhood. And so when she became an adult, they stayed, you know, she, they stayed with her and they would, they gave her that same, she got that same strength and that same peace and that same just ability to, to, to find a a sense of calm, I guess Mm -hmm. is really. And, but she also realized that she needed to get, she finally realized that she, that she needed to get treatment and she needed to get help. And so the book is her is that's what the the book is her story of her managing that and and finding that out and then her it's it's her journey through through all of that I wanted to take a moment to talk about our wonderful sponsor today, The Modern Horse. If you haven't heard of them before, The Modern Horse is a seasonal subscription service which features equestrian life and style products curated for riders, horse owners, and equestrian lifestyle enthusiasts. Their feature product, The Bit Box, is mailed to subscribers each season every three months and contains five to ten products including clothing, beauty, home decor, leather goods, and more, valued at over $250 and sold in a quarterly or annual bundle subscription. As a brand, The Modern Horse seeks to provide products which feature small female-owned businesses, luxury retailers, and upcoming items to provide subscribers with something they will love in each box. So to find out more and to get your first box, visit their website at themodernhorse.com. That's themodernhorse.com. Thank you so much, The Modern Horse. All right, let's get back to the episode. So with that and with your mom's situation and, and how she had really, w- she was able to use horses to really give her some hope and some healing. So how do you feel like, oh, tell me a little bit first about the process of her, of like making her book public and getting that out there in the open. I think that that was, you know, such an amazing thing that you were able to do as a daughter and to really kind of fulfill her dream. Tell me a little bit about that process. That was a, it's been a process. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You know, because we, uh, you know, I, it's, it's interesting. It, I, we lived it and we, when she was writing it, she would call me and she'd be like, come read this. And I was like, do I, you know, and I say, okay. And so I would read it and then it was always, is it good enough? And I would be like, it's good enough. It's great. Mm-hmm. It really, you know, and I, I, I remember, you know, I was like, this needs to be published. And when she died, it was, it, it really, I just remember just grieving so hard for her and I just I was like I kind of 
I don't know if I guess I forgot about the book or I just couldn't, I think I just couldn't deal with it. I just, it wasn't time. Mm -hmm. And so I think what happened, I think really what kind of happened was the Me Too movement. And I started, you know, hearing stories about lots of sexual abuse and I don't know, I guess that triggered something. And, and I was like, I got to get this book out and I got to find some way to tell people because the story is just too, you know, again, whether it's your, you know, it, it's just too much. It needs to get told. It needs to be People need to know that mental health treatment is is good. People should have mental health. It shouldn't be put on the back burner. And then it just needs to be told. And so I started talking and thinking and trying to figure out how do you do this. And so I finally, you know, Again, it's one of those things where people say, oh, I'll do, I'll help, I'll do this, I'll do that. And you get distracted with life and things happen. And finally, I said, I got to get this done. And I contacted a publisher and just said, this, an editor and a publisher and said, I need to get this done. This needs to happen. I just, and I made it happen. I just said, I got to mm-hmm. get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did. I just, I finally just, it took, it took a minute, but I think part of it was the grieving process. And then yeah. part of it was just, and I do believe that timing has something to do with it. The, um, I, you know, I don't cosmic timing. I don't know, whatever you want to call it is fine. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So it, yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that, I mean, going through grieving a parent right now also, it's like you never, you never know when it's going to hit you and you can take five steps forward and then 20 steps back and you feel like you're doing great. (laughs) And then just out of nowhere, there's like no rhyme or reason and there's no wrong way to grieve is something that I have figured out. Um, there's no timeline you have to stick to. I mean, I think that that's so brave what you did. I read a press release about you and about her book and, and wanted to read, I think, a quote from you and, and just kind of ask you a little bit about it. Um, you said she never thought anybody was listening to her, but then she got help and she was able to get better. Therapy actually helped Treatment worked and she was able to do something different and be better. She always asked the question, why me? And I don't think she ever got the answer to why the abuse happened to her. Through therapy, she found that she didn't need to know the answer in order to be okay. She could move on. Um, I just think that that is so beautiful and so such an impactful message for people to hear. Tell me a little bit about, about this message and, you know, kind of about the book and why that you felt that this was, you know, so necessary for people to hear. 
Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's um, amazing. I mean, it's a it's a really to be able to see that in someone, you know, so close to you. And and I, I mean, I feel like you worded that so well in such a complete full circle transformation that your mom was able to experience. And so so cool that you were able to share that. Yeah, I I do. I think I think treat I think therapy is I think it's an amazing process. And I mom was able to get better. She really was. She really, you know, treatment really helped her. She was she was in treatment for a long time. She had a lot of she had a lot of trauma, what, what we would, what we call now complex trauma, complex PTSD, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, but you don't, I don't know, I think if you are, if you're, if we don't have to understand everything in order to be able to move on from it. We just have to be able to accept ourselves and move on and I think that's really what therapy should help us do because we don't we don't we aren't going to get answers there aren't answers to every question in the universe sure we don't and we don't need to know them all we just need to know that we can be okay and that we are okay and we that's and we just need to move we can move um we can we can get better we can do better that you that no one else gets to bother and maybe that's what it is so like your friends all have an interest in it but your therapist doesn't your therapist doesn't have an interest one way or the other and that is it's for lack of a better term, it's, it's safe. And so if you, because everybody else in your life has an, has, has a a horse in the race, but your therapist doesn't, your therapist only has you. And I think maybe that's, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but when you come, you know, when you come to therapy or do therapy and you get a safe place and that's what i think that's where the change comes and i think sometimes with horses too is that you get that bond your horse doesn't your horse doesn't judge your horse doesn't 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 say anything you just get a connection and you just get a feel and mm-hmm. it will just stay with you and it doesn't it, your horse just is sometimes therapy does that too mm-hmm. so there are no expectations there's no you get to just be and maybe that's I don't I don't know if I'm answering your question no, I definitely hope. I think I for sure um something that I think of that I've heard you say before about and maybe I would love for you to explain this um <laughs> because you can explain it a lot more than I can but about heart rate and how like in a therapy process whether you're working with you know a dog or a horse but how your heart rate can mirror the animal's heart rate talk talk to me a little bit about that and how that affects your patients and like overall anxiety levels yeah so if you're you know in 
if you are if you are anxious and or upset and you're going you just you're with if and sometimes with another person whose heart is just whose heart rate or breathing you know is lower then you will start to breathe more slowly with then or with that other person and if you put your hand on um it's if you put your hand on like your dog's heart rate or chest mm-hmm. and you can follow their breathing you will your breathing will follow theirs so it's a mirroring i'm not going to be able to say this word now mirroring technique (laughs) that we do and you know it comes from a long a very long time ago but you know and we we will we just that's one of the great things about being able to be to go and and be with a horse and stuff if if they will help us to to calm down and you know but I've seen that um, I've seen that with people and done that, you know, just when we want, when, when one of the things that we do when we want to meditate or when we want to, you know, when we do mindfulness, you know, you put your hand on your stomach and you just focus on your breathing. So it's a way to slow down that breathing and just take a deep breath, a way to get us to focus on it. Definitely. So Yeah. I mean, and horses are so sensitive and so in tune with our emotions, even just from like from a riding perspective, just to make sure that when you are getting on your horse to have, you know, to check in with your mindset and that you're not doing something that's going to, you know, adjust your horse's temperament for the, for the better, you know, for worse instead of better and how they're so sensitive. But I, I feel like the fact that they can pick up on things so acutely is so incredible. I know you have equine assisted therapy through gray horse counseling. Can you tell me a little bit about that and kind of what you do on a day-to-day basis with, with your patients and clients? Yeah. So they, you know, I do. So the therapy would be, you know, it's, they would come, they come to the, to the farm and they get a chance to, spend spend some time <laughs> sounds kind of funny but you get a chance to spend some time with with a horse and depending on you know what the what your what the problem and again mm-hmm. that sounds bad but what the problem is or you know what your what you're going to be working on yeah Yeah, what you're going to be working on um you know we'll a couple of sessions so we do sessions regular talk therapy and then we you would come out to the to the barn and spend some time with the horses and just do so it's more of an experiential so the client would gets to to really spend some time with the horses and and they get they run the sessions so they get to make the decisions on what they do how they use the horses and then it's it's really their session and i get i and my partner for the for the 
sessions because that model uses uses two people right um so they we would just we observe and use that we observe their session and then get some feedback from them and then when the client comes back to the session i mean comes back to the office for talk therapy we kind of process what what they've learned about themselves or through what they got from the horses and Mm -hmm. it's really quite fascinating like how much faster (laughs) quote-unquote people can get to you know can process things and learn about uh, themselves and their again whatever they're working through you know and they right can use metaphors and then you can do like equine assisted learning, which is a little bit more directive. So like set up certain activities so that they can move the horses through certain obstacles or, you know, set up like certain specific tasks for them to, for the clients to do so that, you know, like if you want to build, have someone build something that represents a, particular thing um that they're working on like confidence or bullying or something like that you can have them build something in the arena and then they would move the horse through or two or something and it's really quite fascinating what people come up with to represent those things and then how the horse responds to to the the task at hand. So like mm-hmm. the person, you know, the horse doesn't want to go through it or go to it, how the person, the client interprets that. And so we always have to make sure that we're not putting our interpretations on what the client is seeing or doing. Sure. Um, and so, and then, you know, there's lots of different, but that's how that works. So, and it's really, it's, it's always interesting and always mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's great because it does give me the chance to do what I've always, what I love and what I wanted, always wanted to do, which is combine oh, yeah. mental health and horses. And that's, that's where my passion and, and it's like, oh, that's the coolest thing in the whole world. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, you can just tell when you're talking how it's how you're so passionate about it and how it really is. I mean, it, it's clear that this is what you were meant to do. I do love it. It's just, it's so, it's just so cool. It really is. It's, yeah. And I think having that personal experience with, you know, seeing how your mom was impacted by horses and, and equine assisted therapy is so incredible. It just makes it that much um, sweeter and that much more rewarding, I think. Yeah, it does. I mean, just, you know, mom was, you know, just being able to grow up around horses and, you know, just know that watching how horses helped myself and my mom and, you know, and, and talking to people that have, you know, that have horses and just know that they are, it's like, they are what keep us horse people sane and then mm-hmm. and we and we can't always say you know like for a long time we couldn't say like i don't know what it is i don't understand but 
you know, like I got to go to the barn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't put so, my finger on it, but I, yeah. And, but there is a connect, there is, there is, there really is something to it. And that's the, that's what's so wonderful and wanting to share that with people, I think is just, that's what I love being able to share that. Definitely. Well, the new book, Recollections, A Journey in Courage and Abuse is available now. I'm so excited to get my hands on it and read it. I think it's going to be so neat to read, especially now that we've chatted and I know a little bit of the backstory, but thank you so much for taking the time to chat through this. And I know it's diff- it's always going to be difficult. And now that I have lost a parent, it doesn't really ever get better. You just kind of learn how to continue living without them. And so I appreciate you know, the courage it took you to see this, see your mother's dream through and get this book out to the other, everyone else. So I appreciate it so much and I wish you all the best. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. You're amazing. Thank you thank so you. much. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.